Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Well, before we go into the word this morning, I just have a couple of uh, business to get quickly out of the way. Uh, first is to thank God for last week's success of our Above All Limits Convention that finished about this time, last week. We thank God for greater times we're having. Amen. Uh, before this uh, COVID-19 disruption, um, we want to thank God for all our workers, all our members, all our leaders, and everyone for the great, great work that you guys put together. Amen. I pray that your testimonies will be permanent in Jesus' name. Um, I want to make six promises to us for all our members and all our viewers. Six promises, quickly. Number one, we promise to pray for you daily. Whether you are in the building with us or not, we promise to pray for you daily. Amen. Because why? What we're going through is a spiritual battle. And we pray that the Lord will be the covering of your head in the days of battle. We also promise, secondly, we promise that you will not be alone. Amen. Because we as your pastors, we want you to know that you are so special to us. We're just a phone call away from you. So don't ever think, well, I'm not in church. People might not know me anymore. You are very important. And so we're just a phone call away from you. Uh, thirdly, we promise, and I'm making this promise to you personally, to communicate more. Actually, now, one of the things that this season will teach us and is teaching us is to communicate more, actually, with each other. So you're going to be hearing more from me and from many of your leaders over this season. The fourth thing I want to promise to you is that I promise to keep you spiritually healthy. One of the things that can happen in a time like this is people to begin to drift off into carnality. And I pray that over these following weeks, you'll be finding out some wonderful, relevant teachings. And word that will be quite relevant for your day will be coming out from us. Why? Because the Bible says, in 3 John 1, he said, Beloved, I wish that you be in health, even as you're so prospering. So I pray that over these next few days, you'll be finding out that more things will be coming your way. That's our promise to you. That every day we believe God for the relevant word to come out to you. The fifth thing, and this is very important, we promise that if you are ill in any way, we will stand with you, we will pray with you, and we will see you through health. The devil cannot take anyone out because the blood of Jesus is over you. Amen. So nobody should be afraid of anything. Don't begin to think, oh, something has got you. Nothing will get you. That Jesus Christ has already got you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The last but not the least, we promise to provide a platform for you to serve. Because the reason why you must be healthy is God needs you to serve. To serve the community. Amen. Amen. Please open your Bibles with me to 2 Chronicles this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to read 1 to 7. I have a word from the Lord for somebody. The Bible says, now it happened that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And you must agree with me that there's some battle going on in the world. 
Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, from China, from Wuhan. And they are in the Hazazon Tamar, which is in Engedi. The Jehoshaphat feared. The Bible says, Jehoshaphat, he feared. You can imagine there's so much fear going around. And the Bible said, because he feared, look at the three things he did. He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. We have gathered to seek the Lord. You might not have gathered physically, but our spirit is gathered. You are gathered together with us as we are in this meeting. And why are we doing this? We are seeking the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're not seeking the Lord just for ourselves. We are seeking the Lord for our nation. We are seeking the Lord for our country, for our fellow brethren. And the Bible said in verse 5, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah, just like I'm standing right now, and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there no power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? That's a prayer. Oh Lord our God, are you not able to deal with the kind of plague and pestilence that we see? Our God is able. Amen. Say, my God is able. He said, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before you? Before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it and they have built you a sanctuary. That was the prayer of Jehoshaphat. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word. I ask you right now that you will breathe over this word. Open our understanding and grant unto me enablement. Lord, that I might speak beyond the frailties of my body. I ask you, Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will penetrate into the air, into the atmosphere. Lord, that you bring grace, bring healing, bring light and life unto somebody under the sound of my voice. Everyone listening now and those who will listen later. We pray, Father, that we never remain the same. In Jesus' name we pray. This morning, for a few minutes, I want to speak on devil, you mess with the wrong person. Everyone is afraid of something. And you must agree with me, some people are afraid of spiders. That's not what I'm talking about. Some people are afraid of, oh, I don't even think when I'm going to see my children grow up. Some people are just afraid of some kind of stuff. Most of the time, when we think about fear, we think about fear in a negative way. There is a healthy fear, and there is an unhealthy fear. I want to make sure I say that clearly. Healthy fear is like a vitamin which is designed to boost your immune level. It vaccinates your system against the seed of the devil. When you have a healthy fear, it puts you in a place where the seed of evil does not have its way in your life. Healthy fear is the natural human emotion that God has designed to protect us. So many times when people talk about fear, they think, oh, all fear is bad. Not really. For example, the fear of being burnt keeps you and I away from putting our hand in fire. 
That's a natural fear. And that's a healthy fear. Amen. The fear of coronavirus is what is outside right now, which keeps you away from just, you know, shaking everybody, running your hands on all kinds of rails, and going into some kind of closed enclosures. Now, that's a good fear. Why? Because that is coming from normal common sense. Sometimes, our fear is based on unfounded grounds. Sometimes. And when it's so, we become paralyzed. There are many people right now that are paralyzed because of fear. Fear of losing your job. Fear of thinking, well, after all this, I don't think my life will ever be the same. Fear of believing, oh, the number is rising every day. I think it might be me next. I say it will not be you in Jesus' name. Now, quickly, let me remove, I have about three, but let me just take one of the kind of wrong teachings sometimes we have about fear. You have heard people say that fear is spelled out as false evidence. See, that's only half truth. Because, my dear friends, that's not correct. A healthy fear is based upon real evidence. Like I told us, fire will burn your hand if you put it in there. That's not really false evidence. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You see that? That's not, that's not false evidence. Charles Pogeon said something. He said to fear God means to pay him humble childlike reverence. To walk in his laws. To have respect to his will. To tremble, to offend him. You see, you tremble when you feel, I don't want to offend God. That's a healthy fear. That's the fear that is based upon evidence that if I move out of the covering of God, ah, the serpent can bite. That's a good fear. So what am I saying? There is a healthy fear and there is an unhealthy fear. Of a fact... Fear when it is not in God's way, it keeps man away from fulfilling what God has for him. Remember the ten spies when they came back. They had the fear of the giants in the land. And because of the fear of the giants in the land, these people and everybody who believed them, they perished. That's the fear that is the fear of man more than the fear of God. But and the fear of what can happen when I don't believe in God. So, pastor... What do I do when I'm afraid? And I'm, I'm glad you asked the question because that's where the text today really fits in. The Bible tells us concerning this man, Jehoshaphat, when he was afraid, you look at the things which he first of all did before I even go into the key points. The Bible said he feared. And because he feared, look at what he did. He came to seek the Lord. He set himself to seek the Lord. This is a season, my dear friends. To seek the Lord rather than be afraid and look, you know, listen out every day to kind of figures that are rising. So many people dying, so many people just, you know, being tested for this, tested for that. Ask yourself, where is prayer in all this with your life? Jehoshaphat saw the multitude coming against him. He saw that the figures we are being told that you know, we are being told that the surge is coming. What about the surge of grace that is coming? We are being told we cannot, we are not ready, we can't cope with what is coming. But I know the Bible said the thief coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come, two people have come. I see grace coming to your house. 
I see the protection of God coming to your house. I see the hand of God stretch out over the land in the name of Jesus. He says here, he was afraid and he set himself to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast throughout. That's why we as a church, normally as you know, the last Friday of the month, we have a vigil and we fast. We are still going to fast. We are not just fasting that we will be alive. We know we will be alive, but we are fasting for our nation. We are calling on God that the Bible said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek his face that I will heal the land. I believe God will answer our land for the sake of the elect. If the prime minister can speak like a prophet, that in 12 weeks, we'll see the back of this. I believe in the name of Jesus that we will see the back of these things. Why? Because there are people who are standing with God. Our confidence is not in science. Our confidence is in the fact that we call upon the name of the Lord. We don't have to go the way of every other nation. Are you listening to me this morning? So he sucked the face of the Lord. There are three, five things I want to say quickly to you. Number one, when I'm afraid, what should I do? You must realize the battle is spiritual. Even though it has a physical sign, the basis of your fear, the basis of the trouble that you are going through is spiritual. The Bible said in verse 14 of this passage, Verse 14 to 15. It says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. You must know, my friend, that in the midst of this confusion, it has to be you. The devil has come in his own trouble, but let the Spirit of the Lord come upon you too. When you speak, don't speak by the sake of the things people are passing around only on what social media is saying. Let the Spirit of the Lord lead you in what you are doing. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel. And what did the Spirit say when he came? He didn't bring fear. He didn't bring trouble. Look at what he said. He said unto him, verse 15, Listen, all of you, united kingdom. Listen, all of you, citizens of this world. He said, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And you king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord God to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude of virus. For the battle is not yours, but God's. How do you define an enemy that the greatest army in the world cannot even shoot a bullet against? That's to tell you it's a spiritual problem we are dealing with. So it's time for you, my friends, for you and I, for us to call upon God much more than to think, oh, we're on holiday. Everybody can sleep more. Everybody can play more. Everybody can do all kinds of stuff. We are at war. It's a different kind of war. You can't afford to be at ease in Zion. It's a time to seek his face. So the first thing to know is, my dear friends, no, it's a spiritual battle. Amen. And in the spiritual battle, you are not fighting for yourself. You are not fighting by yourself. Because he said, this battle is mine. May the Lord fight for you. May the Lord lead you. May the Lord speak on your behalf. You know what is amazing about God fighting? His weapon, the devil cannot calculate it. 
You are not limited in the battle when God is fighting for you. Number two, you must position yourself under the covering of the word. Position yourself under the covering of the word that you have received. This is very important. Many people just think, well, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you have to first of all start from what you know. In the midst of this situation, there is something God has said. What has God said concerning you? What has God said concerning your house? What has he said concerning your business? What has he said concerning your ministry? What has he said concerning your family? You must stand on what he has said. There is a covering over your head. In verse 16 to 17, the Bible said tomorrow, look at this. He said tomorrow, go down against them. You see, there's a direct instruction. He said they will surely come. I want to say this. Say this to somebody. He said they will surely come. Being in God does not mean you will not see the enemy approaching. It doesn't mean that you will not. And I want to be very, very clear here. Because that's where fear takes away faith from people. It does not mean if you have to cough now or you sneeze now or something happens to you, then you have been infected with a virus. We have all been coughing before this virus came. We will say cough after it goes. So don't begin to say, oh, oh, my head. Oh, I sneeze. Oh, eh. The devil will magnify a sign unto you and you begin to now use your mouth to confess, I think I'm positive. I say, I reject that for you in Jesus' name. He says, tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come. Come up by the ascent of Zeus, you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. He said, You will not need to fight this battle. Position, somebody said, Position yourself. Oh, I love this. Position yourself. Stand still. This is the time for believers to know how to stand still in God's word. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord is, I said, the Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. That's why the devil is messing with the wrong guy. In any situation, you must come to a point where you know the Lord is with me. It does not matter what I see the Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 2. He said, when I pass through the waters, he said, God will be with me. I say, wherever you go, God will be with you. He said, through the rivers, he will not overflow you in the name of Jesus. We have nurses, we have doctors, we have policemen, we have teachers, we have people who go to all kinds of work. We have community workers. When you go out, the Lord will go with you. In your home, the Lord will be with you. When you treat your patient, the Lord will cover you. You are covered with the blood in the name of Jesus. Nehemiah said, should a man like me flee? If everybody is running, will I flee too? Where are you going to run to? We have run unto the covering of the blood and it will keep us. And we will step out and save the land by his grace. 
Now I love what he says in Isaiah 43 verse 2. He said this. He said, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames scorch you. So in other words, what everybody else goes through and it gets them will not get you. You will pass through the same kind of situation, but you will come out and testify about it. I don't know what I'm talking to this morning. Come on, somebody shout amen for that. So you see, when you position yourself, so somebody said, what do I mean by position myself? It means position yourself in faith. It's by faith. Stand by faith. Understand it's only through faith. That we overcome. It's not by tears. It's not by emotions. It is positioning in faith. I know this because this is the way God wins. This is the way we overcome. This is the way God comes through. This is the way God has been fighting this battle with us and fighting the battle for us. Standing by faith. Because I've seen him come to, I've seen him come, come to pass. I've seen him come true for me. I've seen him come true for you a number of times. Many, 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 many times. It's only when you position yourself, you are standing on the Lord's side. Number three, rejoice and worship the Lord. Rejoice and worship the Lord. Some say, why do I need to do that? They, are, they have not lifted up the coffee. They have not said, I say even now begin to rejoice. Let praises begin to sound in your home. Let it begin to sound on your lips. Rejoice and worship the Lord. The Bible said in verse 18, Verse 18, he said, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. All Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Whether you are at home, whether you are wherever you are hearing me, it's time to learn to worship God. One of the things that God is doing through this season is to teach us how to take the church beyond the walls of the church so that wherever we are, we can worship God. In any situation, under any circumstance, we can worship him in spirit and in truth. Even while we still see the signs. Listen to me, friends. Jehoshaphat was worshiping while the enemies were still approaching. He was worshiping. He was bowing down, not because the battle was over. As you sit down every day, I don't know what time the, the news bread, the, the breathing is done on a daily basis. Many people have turned it to become their word for today. You must learn how not to just fill your, fill your spirit with words that can lift up your spirit. With the words of God. I said, he bowed down and he worshipped the Lord in the midst of the crisis despite what he can see. Oh yeah. Number four, change your language. When you are overcome with fear, you have to physically, consciously change your language. One of the things we must do in this season is to change our language. Change your language. And this is what Jehoshaphat had to do. The man who feared at the beginning, he now said in verse 20, Hear me, O Judah. All you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophet and you shall prosper. Time has come, my friends, 
For you and I to know that until we change our language of what we see, you have to tell that devil to go back to hell where he came from. You have to tell that devil, there is no room in my house for you. There is no room in the life of my children for you. You can have my children. You can have my husband. You can have me. You can have my household. In the name of Jesus. You have to tell the devil where to go. Change your language. You have to tell the devil, I'm still going to be here after all this confusion is over. And the fifth point, which is very, very crucial. I might spend a bit of time on this. Get ready to bring in your spoils. What did I say? Get ready to bring in your spoils. This is so powerful against fear. You know, fear paralyzes. Fear does not allow you to take the right decision, even if you take any decision at all. Because fear may make you not to take any decision. But even if you do, sometimes fear makes people to take the wrong decision. But what's going to happen here, as you have followed what we have said so far, is you are ready to bring in your spoils. You know, one of the things the Lord said to me as I prepared this message is, when all this madness is over, I see you expanding. I'm telling you, I see you getting new clients, picking up new opportunities. I see people buying new houses cheaper than how they were before we went into COVID-19. Am I talking to somebody? I see somebody here getting new things, new openings. Why? Because you are a child of God and you have stood upon God's word. You have obeyed his principles. When people are losing their head, have lost their head. When people who are, who are doing all kinds of things, have done all kinds of things, everything that is left over will be for you. See what it says in the scriptures. Verse 25. He said, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil. You are coming to take away the spoil. <laughs> they found among an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry. I know this for a fact that when all this is over, There will be a great gathering, rejoicing, celebration, and praising the name of the Lord. A God who also is able, he took us in and he will bring us out. That's the word of the Lord for somebody here today. That's why we can say to the devil, you got the wrong guy. And if he messes up with you, you will show him that for trying that, you have just given me a platform to rise higher. This morning, before I round up my message, I just want to pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. And I know that you might just be coming across this uh, ministry for the first time, but from wherever you have connected to us, or you are one of our regular worshippers, and there is a need in your life right now, I just want you just to believe God. As we are speaking, there is no distance in the spirit. The Bible said he sent forth his word, and he healed them. I believe the power of God is available to heal you. And just stretch forth your hand and receive. Let's just connect together in the spirit. I believe that the power of the almighty God, that the abundance of the grace of of God upon our life, he will reach out to you right now. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. I decree that the finished work of Christ on the cross, it will minister to your life. 
I decree that in Jesus' name, that sign, that evil sign, that evil thing threatening your household, it will no longer show up. In Jesus' name, receive your healing. Receive your testimony. Receive your breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you that, that which you couldn't do before, begin to do it right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God will grant you the ability to testify after all this is all over. And you will have spoils to show for the grace of God that is reaching out to you. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you don't know him, you would like to know him. And give your life to him this morning. Listen to me. You cannot win this battle by yourself. That's no amount of shutting in doors. That can stop a, an army that is invincible. There is no amount of handout from governments. That can protect an income. Except the Lord provides for you. He is your source who can make you well. So I want you to give your life to Jesus right now. You have to come under his covering. You have to come under his covering. It's man may try, but it's nothing like God. You have to say with me this morning, that I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to become the Lord and Savior of my life. And I want to pray with him. That's you. You can just indicate... You can indicate that you can just write us a letter or write us an email or make a comment and we will get back to you in the name of Jesus. So just pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now. I ask you that you will receive me. I give my life to you. Come, fill my heart. Come into me. Fill my heart with your presence. I, I, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I surrender unto you completely. Thank you, Father. I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life, you can just let us know. You write to us, and somebody will get in touch with you. Remember our promises to you. Every one of us must know we are in this together. You are not by yourself. God is with you, and we are with you too. We are only a phone call away from all our people. And if there's anything we can do to assist you, we'll be very, very glad to do that. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44-208-597-3110. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.